coming up in this episode of Can You Believe It? So he was a druid, like... Druid Pope. Not, not just any druid. <laughs> My secret shame! <laughs> First thing I was watching was his hand. Kill it! <laughs> I Shoot come, it! I come no, in peace. He's, he, we're in France, not in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were foes in the skies. Illuminati's controlling your life. Can you believe it? Rob circles and Jesus toast. The time that Kesha fucked a ghost. Hello and welcome to Can You Believe It, a semi-regular podcast on the paranormal that asks the all-important question, can you believe it? My name is Matt Neal and I'm joined, as per usual, by Illuminati Vice President and door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesman, the Colonel. Thank you for hey. joining us, Colonel. Hey, and uh, it was great to um, to receive the vote as Vice President for the Illuminati again. Um, really good to, to uh, be in charge of such a great bunch of dudes. Mm. Uh, I'm also joined by freediving champion and Peter Allen impersonator, Brady Jones. <laughs> Welcome, Brady. <laughs> My secret shame. <laughs> I go to Rio. <laughs> now, before we dive into today's tale of wondrous weirdness, <clears throat> let's hear a message from our sponsor, Colonel. Yes, uh, fantastic sponsor this week. Uh, today's podcast was actually made possible by the slippery folks at Surprise Bank. Yes. <laughs> Unlike other banks, Surprise Bank operates on a platform of complete financial randomness, making uh, making possible by their secret parasitic algorithm. Uh, Be completely sucker punched by our hidden fees and secret charges, making you find uh, making your financial future a complete and utter clusterfuck. Surprise Bank, where nothing is in the fine print. Excellent, thanks to Surprise Bank. Reputable people. Mm, Yes. Uh, we're going to go to the farthest reaches of the galaxy in this episode, gentlemen. So I hope you are strapped in and strapped on. Let me just do my space stretches. (laughs) (laughs) He is actually, did actually stretch then people. Okay, here we go. Claude Maurice Marcel Vaurillon was born on September 30, 1946 in Ambert, France. His mother was an unmarried 15 year old farm girl named Colette Vaurillon and his father, Marcel was a Jew who had fled Alsace in northeastern France during the Nazi occupation. He, he, hang on, his mum was 15? Yep. Yeah. yeah. What a time to be alive. Yes. Marcel lived with his relatives in Ambert during the war, shacked up with Colette, fathered Claude, and when the war ended, Marcel went back to his wife and family in Alsace. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that war was pretty harsh. <laughs> I'm back! Yeah. <laughs> so let's just pretend like nothing happened while I was away. Colette and Claude lived with Colette's mother, who was described as a fervent atheist. Claude would see his father on Marcel's secret trips back to visit them, although mostly Marcel came, came back to visit Colette, and the two would disappear for a while before Marcel returned again to his other family in Alsace. Hey, hey, hey. Mm. At the age of seven, Claude had an encounter with Father Dessard, the last living Druid Pope of France. Dessard. <laughs> Dessard. Like, like the Marquis Dessard? No, no, Dessard. A Dessard. Yeah. Just, I think you're focusing on the wrong Yeah, bit yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, last last druid living pope. druid pope of France. That's, uh, that's Oh, right. So he was a druid, like... Druid pope. Not not just any druid. The like druid. The po- like the pope of druidry. The, yeah. The last living druid pope of France. Wow. So, of France, does that yeah. mean there's more? I guess so. That kind of implies that, doesn't it? I yeah, didn't. Yeah. I didn't think like druids were a real thing. I thought it was just like a character class in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> All that I know is from Stonehenge, and the druids will play. <laughs> <laughs> Described as quote an old bearded hermit and an object of ridicule in the village, the druid pope lay his hands upon Claude's head, raised his eyes to the heavens, and uttered some mystical words in an unknown unknown language. <laughs> Blessed, blessed be. 
That's got to be weird. You are seven years old and this weird hobo comes up to you and lays his hands upon you and starts like chanting to this guy. It happens to me all the time, yeah. actually. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. Claude- have, have you not been out in public? Or? Yeah. Have you not been out in Geelong? <laughs> Claude felt a strange sensation. Now, this is the uh, one and only time we hear of Father Dessard, the last living Druid Pope of France, who maybe I should we should find out if we can do a whole podcast. Where did he feel mm. the strange sensation? It doesn't specify. Show me on this rape doll. <laughs> <laughs> Around this time, Claude was sent to a Catholic boarding school where he, quote, suffered intensely. On one occasion, Claude took communion, but because he wasn't baptized, this was considered a blasphemous act. Quote, I will never forget the priests when they discovered that I was not baptized, running around on the lawn in their long black cassocks, Claude said. I was forbidden to go to communion again. <laughs> so that's apparently suffering intensely in a Catholic boarding school. Uh, just, I don't know. I don't causing a bit of a stir. I've, I've heard worse. No, yeah. They've had public inquiries into worse. <laughs> Jesus. As a boy, Claude's hobbies included poetry, philosophy, playing guitar, and riding his bike. And getting his like head blessed by druids. <laughs> by, by homeless druids. Uh, he was taken to a car race, and from that moment on, his dream was to be a Formula One driver. Yeah, it's, it's proven that druids are actually uh, really well suited to driving um, Formula One cars. That's another one. That's another. That's another one of the that, dru- is, druid is, powers. This is the power he's, he's, he's passed on to him. Is it? Is yeah, yeah. Well, there must be. What, what else would it be? <laughs> well, I, can't, I can't answer that question. <laughs> Whenever Claude came home from boarding school, he would have violent rows with his mother and would often uh, turn up at his aunt pla- aunt's place in tears. When he was fifteen, Claude's father died. According to one book, it is unknown how Marcel died, except to say that his death was brutal. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. uh, Sorry, Claude. Your dad's dead. How did he die? Don't know, but it was brutal. (laughs) It was fucked up. I want you to take solace in the fact that it was horrifyingly brutal. Uh, His head went that way. His legs went that way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, After this, Colette made Claude quit school and get a job, but instead Claude ran away from boarding school and hitchhiked to Paris. Ha ha! I have the druid powers. I will do as I please. (laughs) As, One lift, please. <laughs> as luck would have it, the young motor racing enthusiast was picked up by a race car driver he had read about. Flattered by Claude's knowledge of his career, the driver took Claude to Paris, bought him dinner, paid for his hotel room, and helped him get laid for the first time by hiring two private dancers. What? Now, if that's what not a the, dude. See, if that's not the best hitchhike ever, I yeah. don't know what is. Okay, and you doubt druid powers? No, no, I doubt all those people going, don't hitchhike, it's dangerous. This is what you're missing out on. Free dinner in a room and getting laid. Yeah, well, see, now, now he's got the druid blessings. All these things are just falling at his feet. Everything's coming up, Claude. <laughs> Claude began, began busking and gigging in Paris, singing in the style of his favourite artist, Jacques Brel. Around the age of 18, Claude was spotted by Lucien Moïse, a national radio program director and the head of the record label disc AZ. Maurice had discovered uh, Petula Clark, premiered music by Johnny Halliday, who was known as who was the French Elvis. That was oh. that was who was known, and had signed Bridget Bardot to his label. Impressed by the young Claude, Maurice signed him and released six singles under the name Claude Saleur. These included Dans un verre de vin in a glass of wine, L'ami et la cannelle, honey and cinnamon. Good, that, that, that was a good hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a good track. Sacré sale girl, uh, sacred dirty mouth. <laughs> Good drop in that song, actually. Like, you can feel the bass. Quand on se marie, when we'll get married. Monsieur votre femme mettront. Mister, your wife is cheating on me. Yeah, hello. And Madame Pipi, Mrs. Toilet Attendant. <laughs> what? what? <gasps> Mrs. Toilet Attendant. That's, that is the name of his song, Madame Pipi, which like, apparently translates to Mrs. Toilet Attendant. Like, uh, ah, peace girl, peace girl, would you be my peace girl? <laughs> R. Kelly, like new level. Yeah. <laughs> I think R. Kelly covered that, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he had a minor hit with L'Ami uh, et la Canelle, and he played in the same clubs as Jacques Brel did, and he began saving his money to buy a racing car. But then his manager committed suicide and Claude released one more song. But after that, his days as a teen pop idol were over. 
So he changed careers and began working as a sports journalist, primarily so he could get closer to the world of motorsport. Things went pretty well for Claude for a while. He married a nurse named Marie-Paul Christini and had two kids. He founded his own racing magazine called Autopup, where he Autopup. was... Autopup. Autopup. Where, <laughs> where he was able to test drive new cars and he got to fulfill his dreams of being a racing car driver. He was racing cars. He was writing about people racing cars. Everything was coming up, Claude. Awesome, Druid well, powers. He's, he's kicking goals. Yeah, cool. He's, hey, can you believe it? He smashed it. <laughs> Ever, ever since the old Druid Powers. Then in nineteen seventy three, the price of a barrel of oil increased fivefold, sparking an energy crisis in many nations, including France. The French Prime Minister, Pierre Mesmer, responded on november twenty three, nineteen seventy three, by announcing a series of measures to restrict oil and petrol usage, which included a temporary suspension of all car races and rallies. Something that didn't bode well for someone who had just started their own racing magazine. Oh, wow. On the morning of December 13, 1973, the 27-year-old Claude Vaurillon was on his way, was in his car on his way to work at his racing magazine in Clermont-Ferrand in central France when he got a strange feeling that he should drive to Puy de la Soleil, an extinct volcanic crater in the nearby mountains. Yeah, story checks out. That's happened to me a few mm. times. I just uh, get the the strange urge to drive to a volcano. Well, it's good thing we have one. It's nearby, sometimes just the magnetic pull. Like I'll yes. just be hanging out and like, you know what? I want to just go to Tower Hill. Yes, have a bit of a scope. yes. I'm, I'm picking out. I'm picking up what you're putting down there. There's some kind of mystical magnetic <laughs> volcanic force drawing him to it. It's a it's a druid thing. It's a druid sense. Mm. Right. It's written. Yes, as it is written. <laughs> Claude walked in the cold to the center of the volcano, as if in a sleepwalk. There he saw a bright flashing light in the sky, and slowly a bell-shaped spacecraft began to descend into the crater, landing about 30 meters away from an excited Claude. Here good, we go. Good spot to land uh, to. Uh, in the middle like, of the crater? No, 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 like in a volcano. Like they're, yeah. they're usually really good, uh, stable it's environments. Exti- it's an extinct volcano. I, was actually, oh, I did okay. say that. It's, yeah, it's, I was actually it's just extinct. spending this time wondering like when the space comes into it because we just hear this success story about uh, this yeah, guy. Yeah. And then he drives to a fucking volcano <laughs> and a bell-shaped spaceship at... Okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah, Here we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point in... in, in Did you in, not in, see in, this coming? Yeah, this is uh, like uh, from dusk till dawn. Just smash two scripts together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, the club is full of vampires. <laughs> our, our podcast is so bizarre and weird that I just didn't even bat an eyelid. <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool, isn't it? Oh, yeah, there's UFO. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Brady's going, is he going to turn into a, a werewolf? <laughs> or... <laughs> Is he a lizard person? I mean, like, I don't know a lot about space, but I'm pretty sure werewolves are yeah. kind of a prominent thing. Out yeah, there. yeah, yeah. 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 When we, yeah. Space werewolves, they're, they're, they're one of the uh, the most vicious varieties. Space wolves, yeah. Mm. The ship was silver, shiny, and silent. A trapdoor opened in the bottom of the craft, which was about seven meters in diameter, and a stair extended from out of the hatch. At this point, Claude became nervous. His excitement at the sighting of a UFO beginning to be overwhelmed by a fight or flight response. Maybe it's dangerous to be there, he recalled in 2010. So I was ready to run away, but I waited a little. If I see a gun or anything looking dangerous, I would run away. Then I saw a small man coming outside. First thing I was watching was his hand. Kill it! (laughs) Shoot it! I come in Uh, peace. We're in France, not America. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to squeer off like five, six rounds. uh. I just just put a blast into the side of his ship. Welcome to America. (laughs) <laughs> is, is there a gun nothing empty then he was walking toward me and his face was so full of love so peaceful and i felt love and that was the beginning the man was about 140 centimeters tall and looked human he wore a dark green one-piece suit made from a leather-like material and he had long black hair with large almond-shaped eyes what the fuck what color was, was his wearing suit? A suit what what, yeah, what, what like what a onesie co- Oh right! Like it's got to be like a silver jump one piece right? suit. Like. Yeah, I pictured like a formal suit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, no, this sorry. guy just yeah. comes out like real suave. Like, hello, Claude. <laughs> Did you order a drink? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like a like a one piece like spacesuit onesie kind of thing. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be like a like a silver jumpsuit. It was green, dark green. Yeah. <laughs> you have oh, dark been green. Signaled. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Some depictions give him a goatee. 
Oh. Ooh. Claude has also once Exotic. described him as looking slightly Japanese. Mm. The visitor called himself Yahweh of the Elohim. Yahweh. And Whoa. So he already knew that word or? What? What do you mean? What? The Like Yahweh. Like how that's the whole uh, uh, word for God. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, um, well, yeah. So, well, hey, um, you know, Claude went to a Catholic school. So he might have, you know, known that. Why is crossing already? Yeah, I know. This is my... <laughs> <laughs> Yahweh explained in French that the Elohim had created mankind in their own image 25,000 years ago, as well as all the plants and animals populate, populating a barren planet. They had done this through genetic manipulation in laboratories constructed of biodegradable material. You know, it's no, uh, it's it's no weirder than Scientology, really, is it? Is it any weirder? What than... What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which bit? Animals were constructed in biodegradable laboratories. And man, <laughs> twenty five thousand years ago by the Elohim. I'd just like All to right. thank them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Praise be to the Elohim. Yeah. Just thanks for giving us a shot. Um, I w- also want to thank Mum. Uh- <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but, uh, by, by the way, what's the deal with sharks? Like, <laughs> did you really have to do sharks? Anyway, yeah, I know you move in mysterious ways, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I, I like the, the little uh, thought they've put in there that um, they made sure they mentioned the, their labs were made of biodegradable material. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we can't find any... You know, existence. It's Every, taken 25,000 years to barely catch on. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he also told Claude that he was Claude's true father and renamed Claude Rael the Messenger. Hello, I'm your dad. <laughs> no, I am your father. <laughs> they spoke for an hour. Rael, as he is now known, returned the next day and he and Yahweh spoke for another hour. So, hang on, what, the, the Elohim gave him the name? Yep. Yep. Yeah, just, just, I said, bestow upon you. I shall dub thee Rael the Messenger. Well, I was kind of happy with Claude. The Rael <laughs> is way cooler. Okay. The Messenger. Trust me, you're going to love this. You're going to get <laughs> so many chicks with this name. And now you're talking my language. Yeah. <laughs> French. Brady just got there, that yeah. one. <laughs> uh... So, Rael went back the next day and he and Yahweh spoke for another hour. This went on for six days, six hour-long chats over six days. Yahweh gave Rael a task to spread the message of the Elohim around the world. Mm. Well, after that compression session, uh, yeah, like I'm pretty sure he's equipped with everything he needs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Charts, Absolutely. evidence... You know, photos. Oh, no, there's no photos or, or evidence what? of any kind. No. But he had six days. He could have, yeah, like... Yeah, no, there's no, there's none of that. But, okay. No. I mean, there's... Who had a camera in 1975? Honestly, there's Five. been religions... Hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of people. Thousands of people. <laughs> there's been religions started over less. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. I went into the desert and I saw things. <laughs> Let's follow that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dum, 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 dum. The message was largely a description of how... This is the message that he's supposed to spread as Rael the Messenger. It was largely a description of how humanity came to be, about the Elohim coming to Earth a long time ago, building their labs, creating all life on Earth. In explaining this, Rael often cites how this is basically the Bible creation story from a more scientific perspective. He also likes to point out that in the original Bible, in Hebrew, it states, the Elohim did this, the Elohim did that. In the book of Genesis, Rael says Elohim translates to those that came from the sky. Well, I'm just smelling from the Scientology point of view, a massive court case. (laughs) 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 Uh, I don't think think Aaron Hubbard claimed to have ever met aliens, did he? But his backstory thing. Well, like like, that we were from aliens and yeah. They put stuff in a volcano and it just... Yeah, totally. Out. Which, I mean, yeah. another tie I didn't even think of. Like, this yeah. is... How you doing? Pay yeah. up, baby. Zenu wants his money. <laughs> <laughs> Yahweh also asked, asked Rael to begin a movement which would build an embassy for their return and told him of their ideas for the establishment of a single world government to be run as a geneocracy with a basis in economic humanitarianism. He's just, he's come down to earth, get six days uh, lectures, uh, six hour lectures, mm-hmm. and then he's just gone, I want you to start a movement. Yeah. It's a crash course. Yeah. It, 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 it takes a little bit more than that to, to start a movement. No though, prior reading required. 
Like I did a white card, like an uh, introduction to being on a construction site. Mm-hmm. That was five days of like six hours <laughs> a day. And, you and this guy's starting a religion on six, six hours. one hour sessions. Yes. Yeah, and, and and you weren't like you know ready to go and like there is no way start I'm... a movement on being a con- in a construction site. <laughs> well, okay, the cons- the uh, constructionarians are slowly <laughs> building. If I can say, <laughs> there's a good foundation. Currently accepting donations, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. This guy, what? This guy was just busy for the rest of the day. Like, oh, look, I'm, I'm a bit crunched. I've only got like one till two. <laughs> <laughs> Can we squeeze this into a comfy hour? Like, I've got a slideshow. I'm <laughs> a failing um, racing magazine to kind of keep propping up. I've got to go wash my hair in the alien spaceship, so I can't really meet a lot. Oh, the, oh, the alien. You're saying that he's yeah. Got, well, yeah. I mean, it could. Yeah, well, I don't know. But either way, maybe Rail's like. This is this is really really cool, but I gotta go. I gotta bail. Oh, he's he's gone the old trade of man, keep him king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like this is a cool story you're telling me. Can we just sort of can we just put a pin in it and we'll come back tomorrow and pick it up? I'm super into it, but (laughs) I've only got like I've got to go. I love you, Rayo. Uh, you know what, Yahweh? Yeah, I got to pick up the kids uh, from school. <laughs> I'm a bit involved at the moment, Yahweh. It's just that uh, I'll I'll come back and see you tomorrow. Okay. Like, I, for an, oh, will you come back for like the whole day? No, I, got, I can do an hour. <laughs> it's either my way or the Yahweh. <laughs> there it is. There's the worst pun you'll hear turn, all pod. Turn off the recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this single world government that Yahweh wants Rao to set up. So basically, it's run by a democratic system, but where political candidates must meet a certain criteria of problem solving or creative intelligence before they're allowed to I like run. No, that system good, would never good. work. That system would never that's work. really good. And society would have a largely automated workforce with human employees to be given a wage when they're replaced by the automatons. Hmm. I like that. I like that too, but no business owner is ever going for that. totally. Ever. After this series of visitations, Rael struggled with what to do next, almost giving himself a stomach ulcer from worry, he said. Yeah. Eventually, he began writing the things he learned from his six hours with Yahweh into a manuscript. He sent the manuscript for uh, for what would be called the book which tells the truth to a publishing house in Paris. The director of the publishing house loved the book and recommended some change, changes. Rail would not allow changes, turned down their offer, and demanded the manuscript be returned. He it, should have also slapped it, him. It wasn't. Oh, <laughs> so he's only got one copy. Yeah. He sent it off and they said, look, this is really cool. We really, really like it. We just want to change a couple of minor things. No, fuck you. Give me my manuscript. Uh, Sorry. And and they no. just <laughs> we, we kind of lost. They, they just said no, or they like just accidentally didn't have it anymore. Just said or... no. They just no. Just they weren't. They just didn't send it back. Meanwhile, a French TV host named Jacques Chancel heard about the manuscript and invited Raël on his show to tell his story. Raël was soon flooded with fan mail and a fair amount of hate mail too. To be fair, but one positive letter came from famed fashion designer André Courage. Rael responded by telling Courage about his book and his difficulties in getting his manuscript returned. Courage hassled the publishers until they gave it back. Awesome. And then Rael self-published the book, which tells the truth, shut down Autopop magazine. Bang. Wow. It was at this point, his wife became aware of his extraterrestrial encounters when the book came out. (laughs) She's such a nosy bitch. it It doesn't sound like she listened at all. (laughs) <laughs> Honey, you got to see what I did today. I went out. I met in it. That's nice. That's <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> Could you peel the carrots, please? Do you, do you want some more butter on your Take croissant? <laughs> How's your baguette? So she says she didn't just plain didn't hear about it until this book came out. Though Rael claims she quit her job as a nurse to help publish and distribute the book. So two different sides there. Yeah, that's that's a little bit different buy-in from both yeah. sides. The same month that the final edition of Autopop came out, September 1974, Rael and he held his first public conference in Paris, France. More than 2,000 people attended. In December that year, he established MADEC, which stands for... Well, I'll just give the English version of this. Movement for wel- mo- the Movement for Welcoming the Elohim Creators of Humanity. Mm. It began with 170 members, including a board of office bearers, some of whom paid 10,000 francs to get to go towards the publication of uh, of Rail's book. 
In March the following year, he called a meeting and sacked a lot of the Matic members, set up a new board because the old board was hampering his creativity. You fired. <laughs> In April, he called another meeting to get rid of more members. Oh, wow. This time largely to weed out the occultists, pseudoscientists, ufologists, and sci-fi fans that were filling the ranks. So, to weed them out? Yeah. He I doesn't want... He, why would he not want them? Because this is fucking serious, man. This is so, the, about the Elohim and Yahweh and the... So World. he just wants basically like an actual devout following, not yeah. just not- people who are like, oh, this is pretty cool. Or maybe just anybody who has like, you know, a, a bit of intelligence. Yeah, or maybe, not, well, no, he, just, he doesn't want just- people who are going to just rock up and start talking about fucking ley lines and divining or the guys who are there just to go, yeah, this is really cool. I like sci-fi too. Have you guys... You know, see yeah, Star okay. Trek. You know, like this, this isn't a fucking social club. This yeah, is no, a real religion. We're fucking, trying to. This is yeah. a movement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the end, Rail dismissed all the Matic officials. Yeah, <laughs> all of you out. Everyone out. <laughs> this isn't going how I thought it would go. You are all weirdos. I'm getting my book and I'm going home. <laughs> he replaced them all with the, an inner circle of seven people who, who he trusted, whose mission was to inform the public of the Raelian messages and to raise funds for building an embassy for the extraterrestrials. Man, you know, it would be a lot easier to fund an embassy with a lot more people on board, I feel. Like. Mm. <laughs> Why do they need an embassy when, like, Yahweh was cool with just, like, landing in an extinct volcano? Because this like, is bringing, like, everyone back. Like, this is big. We want, like, a big welcoming. We want somewhere to stay. You know, not, don't just yeah. put it up in a, in, a, in a cheap, like, travel in down the road. We want, like, a full embassy treatment. Okay. We're coming from... They're coming from another planet, man. Like, this isn't just, like... Let's not go half-assed on this. But, I mean, they don't know. <laughs> let's just trick them. Give them the low yeah. budget. Like, yeah, no. Budget <laughs> every, Everywhere is like this. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, this crappy three-star hotel. Three is the most stars that we have. <laughs> Eventually, Rael resigned from Maddox too, leaving Maddox to its own devices so he could focus on writing his scriptures. But Maddox eventually, seemingly organically, evolved into the Raelian movement. So Rael and his family moved into the countryside near Clermont-Ferrand. And on July 31, 1975, Raoul, his wife Marie-Paul, and a devoted Matic member, Francois, saw a UFO in the night sky. Raoul took this as a sign that he was in the right place. At 11pm on October 7, 1975, Raoul felt a sudden urge to observe the clear night sky. He ended up in a small clearing in the forest. He gets a lot of urges, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, totally. yeah, totally. Suddenly, the night... But look where they've led him so far. Yeah. Yeah. Druid power. <laughs> Suddenly the night was illuminated by a ball of fire behind some bushes and Raoul went to investigate. It's the sun. There is... <laughs> it's just... And it's just behind these bushes. <laughs> it's, it's just some dude like uh, lighting a bonfire. There you go. There he saw the same craft he had seen on December 13, 1973, two years earlier. The same extraterrestrial Yahweh. <laughs> Delighted okay. to see him again, Rail bowed before the shoot, short I, humanoid. I left my wallet here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dark green. It's like kind of a square. It matches my spacesuit. <laughs> yeah. Metallic. Picture of my wife. Stand up, Yahweh said. Follow me. We are very satisfied with you and everything you have done for the past two years. It is now time to pass on to the next stage as you have proven to us that we can trust you. Whoa. Is it that that's like the same ranking as like Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> you are now level one. <laughs> Rael was then ushered into the spaceship. He said he was disappointed to see just an empty circular silver room with no instrument panels or steering wheels. Because, you know, he's a racing car driver. He wants to... Apparently he could also yeah. fly planes. So he was actually... He, he has said in interviews that he was really disappointed that there wasn't anything he could figure out how to fly it. So he could fly it, you know, spaceship. It's just a, it was like, just a two-year-long con so he could, like, steal a spaceship. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've waited for this moment. Oh, there's nothing here. What am I See supposed ya! to do? Gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> the vessel then travelled to a hidden planetary base of the Elohim located close to our solar system. 
There, Raoul was given an organic breakfast and spent over an hour in a jacuzzi of warm blue uh, liquid, slightly thicker than water. Mm, there's nothing more relaxing than warm blue liquid. Mm. And, I mean, and, and you know it's from space then. Yeah, just ask Luke Skywalker. That mm. was his childhood drink. Yeah. Blue milk. <laughs> the next day, he, re- he listened to a three-hour lecture from Yahweh about different religions, including Hinduism, Islam, and Buddhism, as well as philosophy, the geneocracy, the nature of God, and the soul. He was then transported to the planet of the Eternals, which orbited a very large star and had a climate similar to our rainforests. That sounds nice. Yeah, mm. pretty pleasant. He just yeah. jettisoned off for a quick little holiday. There, Rael dined with Buddha, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad. Oh, just hanging out in Noosa the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, Buddha... That's, that's quite a dinner party, isn't Buddha, it? Yeah. Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad are there. Yep. Yeah. Just, We're all cool with that. So yeah, yeah. Can you believe it? We're still, we're still on board yeah, here. Yeah, well, totally. We've come this far. It's got to come from somewhere, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He was given a tour of a f- the factory where they made biological robots. Rael showed them a photo of his uh, his late mother, and they made a robot version of her. Voila! <laughs> Later that night, he was visited by a number of female robots, which he had sex with while wearing a helmet that played music he controlled with his thoughts. That's fucking fantastic. Awesome. What a trip. Yeah, yeah I'm up for it. That sounds cool. Everyone on board for Raelism? You just know, like... The music in that helmet. Insert your penis. Oh, baby, this is so hot. The next day, Raoul took a scented bath before entering a machine that enhanced his mental faculties. Then did some yoga, some guided meditation. And enjoyed what that world had to offer before returning to France. Is this just a guy who spent a weekend in Nimbin? <laughs> <Is this, laughs> he just went to a, he just went to like a spa for the weekend. Like, <laughs> I'm just I'm just going on a yoga retreat for mm. like three days, eating organic organic food, doing some yoga, hanging out with Jesus. May or may not have fucked a bunch of sex bots. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into it. A gentleman I would, never kisses and turtles. Yeah, but I would totally go to that spa. His second book, uh, Extraterrestrials Took Me to Their Planet, was published soon after. <laughs> he just went, you know, fuck it. I'm, 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 I'm just going to get straight to the message here. On yeah, the yeah. Next book. <laughs> Extraterrestrials took me to their planet. Yeah. He claims that exactly one year after he entered the Elohim re- spacecraft, manna fell from heaven and was witnessed by 50 Raelians. Well, then he would have grabbed a sample of that, right? Manna. No, no. Manna, in this case, was a cotton-like substance that was, in fact, a pulverized synthetic chemical food made by the Elohim. And no, there was no, no samples kept. No, 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 no. I'm pretty Ugh. sure manna is the substance that druids use to cast spells. <laughs> well, talking uh, in the Bible, manna from heaven was, was food that fell. The gods gave them um, when people were wandering in the desert. They, the manna fell from heaven. And that is terrifying. Sustenance. Hmm. Imagine like a full-grown pig. (laughs) It's still good. It's still good. (laughs) Of his time on the planet of the Eternals, Rael said the following. They have no work. There is no money, no armies, no violence, no disease, no poverty, no greed, and no racism. They spend their time creating and thinking. The Elo asked him to build an embassy on Earth near Jerusalem because that's where they had one of their first laboratories, a.k.a. the Garden of Eden. Oh, hello. I've heard that story before. (laughs) When he met Jesus, it was explained that Jesus was also a son of the Elohim and an Earth girl like Rael, and Jesus had served as one of their messengers on Earth. Also, Elvis Presley and Michael Jackson as well were also... (laughs) Yeah, but, but, and but anybody a, else cool who you think is uh, who you think is cool as well? Alf, yeah. <laughs> Alf, <laughs> definitely. The guy did the voice for Alf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rael was also told that Jesus didn't die and come back to life. He was cloned. Cloned. You see, bum, bum, bum. the Elohim lived to about the age of a thousand. At which point, they clone <clears throat> themselves and transfer their consciousness to the clone. That's convenient. Well, wow. just upload really it convenient. to an empty and then go again. They oh. don't. They don't need to reproduce, but they have sex because quote it's one of the most beautiful things in life, according to Rael. Yes. Oh yeah, it is. 
<laughs> Rael's big on the sex. Just, that might come in a little bit later on. Mm. The Elohim decided to send a new messenger in 1945 when the bomb was dropped in Hiroshima because they were concerned about the direction mankind was heading. They explained this to Rael as follows. The time had come for us to send a new messenger on earth. He would be the last prophet, but the first one to address mankind, asking them to understand. We then selected a woman as we had done in the time of Jesus. This woman was taken aboard one of our ships and inseminated as we had done with the mother of Jesus. Then she was freed after we had totally erased her, her memory, all traces of what, of what had happened. Oh, yeah. So it's a little bit rapey. Yeah. Well, Jesus uh, kind of fucked up his go at it, didn't he? Like, we got a totally different account. I mean, it, it spread, it held. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the other concerning part for me is that they just wiped this chick's memory, like, they just boop, you know, like like uh, Will Smith in, oh, in the, Men in Black. Yeah, yeah. So they've just wiped all the, the traces, the bit where they inse- took her on the ship and inseminated her. Yeah. Conveniently. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's kind of like a like an intergalactic uh, date rape drug. Yeah. yeah. Basically. They slipped her a rowie and, and away yeah. they went. Space yeah. rowies. Yeah. Still not so, that sinister for a religion. I'm just going to put it out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> the Elohim also told, told Rael, Earth would be better off with a one world government, which was said before, because humans are on a small vessel when you look at it from the sky. That's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah but, I think Ronald Reagan said something similar too, didn't he? Mm. Or was it Carl Sagan who said the, talked about Earth as being the, a small blue dot? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about like uh, the one world government. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> They should also have a single world currency, as this would be the first step towards the disappearance of money, as the Elohim had done. In a later interview, when asked why he didn't ask for proof, a photo, a token, or some piece of information only a civilization 25,000 years more advanced could know, such as a cure for a disease, Rael said he did ask for such things. Give me something to prove this, he said. No, we just want you to spread the message, Yahweh said. Find the people who are ready to help you. No, mm. just a flat can I have, no. Can I have just a little bit of help? No, off your trot. <laughs> On your bike, messenger. Yeah, just people gotta, will laugh at me. You've no. just got to go out and do it, make it happen. Just well, what do I convince them with? Your sparkling personality. I don't care how you do it. Just off your trot. Maybe yeah. wear robes and like grow a beard. Maybe they were and sick of it. Knot. Like they gave Jesus like twelve guys. Like all right, we'll get this little band for you. <laughs> oh, then you kind of died and then came back again, and that was a real mess that we had to sort out, wasn't it? Just cleaning up your mess. <laughs> Do you know how heavy that rock was? <laughs> <laughs> Rael, as far as we know, hasn't had any further encounters with the Elohim, but has used the information he was given by them to write nine books and build a religion around himself. Realism promotes peace and sex-positive feminism. It's pro-cloning and pro-GMO. They support homosexuality, bisexuality, the use of contraception, and the rights of women to be topless in public. Okay. That's, yeah, that's... Yeah, everyone's signing that's, up? That's, Because uh, I've yeah. got some forms here for you guys to fill in, and we'll be <laughs> yeah, on I'm, our way. Yeah. I'm ready to yeah. go. <laughs> They That's all, actually pretty good. Yeah. As far as religions go, like there's yeah. nothing crazy in no, that. Nothing like, crazy yeah. whatsoever. They're also planning to build an extraterrestrial embassy for the Elohim to uh, visit by okay, 2035. I, I may have spoken too soon. <laughs> 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 you had me and then you lost me. <laughs> and, and, and you also don't get paid. You just got to like, you know, like work till you, you know, die. Over the years, Rael has voiced some interesting ideas about things. In the early 90s, Rael called teaching evolution a crime and Darwin a false prophet. In the late 2000s, he welcomed the global financial crisis, saying it was part of a necessary step towards the disappearance of money. He also expressed an interest in cloning Hitler so he could face a war trial and retroactive punishment. What? 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 He well. wants to clone Hitler and bring him back like... Just to put him on trial. But like, just- You know what? He's just played too much Wolfenstein. I, I, this does sound like the setup to a movie where Hitler breaks loose and goes on a rampage. Like yeah. They clone him, they bring him back for punishment. What could, they cloned Hitler. What could possibly go wrong? But there's also the whole point of like, uh, how do you even pass on Hitler's consciousness to this clone? Or otherwise, you've just brought a being into the world artificial, 
artificially, who is now the most hated thing on earth (laughs) and is being punished for something he had absolutely nothing to do with. That actually sounds like a better film. That actually sounds like a better film. Like Hitler comes What the fuck is going on? I don't understand like why you all hate me. I just want to love you. I've just brought into this world and I've been working in a coffee shop down there. Uh, I was going to take some library books today and then people turn up and go, no, you're Hitler, we're putting you on trial. I, I just want to learn yoga. They keep shaving down my beard. Yeah, like, <laughs> insisting I wear this stupid mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Calling me the Fuhrer. <laughs> it's a tough life. People Ra- pointing above my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rael has also suggested cloning suicide bombers so they wouldn't be able to escape punishment. Yes. Mm. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But again, same problem. Like, you, you, you're going to clone them, raise them. Oh, we've raised yeah. you for 20 years so we can put you on trial. <laughs> and, and, and also it oh takes like, God. you know, a million dollars per clone to like raise them. It's not really fiscally, you know. No, it's not fiscally viable. responsible, is it? No. This no. is this is like proper Black Mirror kind of shit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 By 1988, the Raelian movement had 20,000 members around the world. What? The head of the movement in England at that time, according to Rael, was a neurologist. In France, it was a renowned scientist. In Canada, it was a converted Catholic priest. There's a lot to be to be said for the virtues of starting your own cult, isn't there? Oh, like, absolutely! It's just all win. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Catholic priest who someone's come along and gone, got a better religion over here. He's like, right, I'm off. Okay. <laughs> You I can have to, as I much to... sex with boys as you want. <laughs> oh well, oh, no, uh, no, ma- no, 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 actually, no, no, no. St- scratch that. Yeah, you didn't hear that. No. <laughs> Dr. Susan J. Palmer, who wrote the definitive book on Rael and Raelians called Aliens Adored, estimated the movement had about 65,000 members by 2003. By 2013, the Raelians claimed to be 90,000 strong, although leaked documents in 2018 suggest that number was actually lower than 12,000. And that's a bit of a difference. Are they, because like the head uh, in London, a neurologist, like a renowned scientist in some other country Mm -hmm. that I've forgotten already. France, yep. So what is it about extremely intelligent people that kind of get drawn to this fucked up shit? I don't know. But they're just too smart for their own good and then just go over the tipping point. Like I, I feel like it's, it's uh, you know, maybe druid powers. <laughs> I, I, I can't put it down to anything else. <laughs> According to RaelianLeaks.com, oh, actually it might not be .com, the Raelian Leaks website, the religious minority known as the International Raelian Movement, which promotes truth, peace and love, has a long history of bullying and intimidating any member or ex-member of its group who dares to question or publicly speak out against the actions or authenticity of its leader, Rael. So this is just ghetto Scientology. This is budget. This is French Scientology. Yeah. Budget yeah. Scientology. Kmart store version. Well, I, 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 think, I think budget, Elo, like... Elohim is, is a much cooler character than Xenu. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's just because you've heard about Xena. You just kind of get bored after all. It's it's kind of like, you know, this, the Star Trek, Star Wars, like, you know, like fandoms, like not liking yeah, each yeah. other. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so, Raelian, the Raelian Leaks website claims to have been set up to hold Rael and his movement to account. It features a collection of internal documents and former member statements. Among them is a letter from Rael complaining that he couldn't hire a cheap Cherokee, a, G- a Jeep Cherokee, a cheap Cherokee, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, an urgent request for more money from the Japanese Raelians, and correspondence Rael wrote to the Dalai Lama and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> what? They're just both on the same level, some. Yeah, yeah. dear Spielberg, <laughs> don't remake the. the- don't, don't redo the Star Wars films. And then he just took out Spielberg's name and put the Dalai Lama in and sent him a yeah. different version. Dear Dalai Lama, please don't make another Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he wrote to him because he wanted to meet the Dalai Lama and he wanted Spielberg to speak out against the media bad-mouthing realism. Why choose Spielberg? He's a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. There's like Mr. T, like yeah, yeah. Dear Dennis Rodman, 
You know he'd be People down for it. People have been though. talking smack about Rao. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's that's like Kim, King Jong Un. That's that, like yeah. how he brought Rodman yeah. in. Well, some people have questioned the veracity of Rail's claims about aliens. Much of the controversy surrounding Railism has come from other details. For example, their symbol is a swastika inside a Star of David. Oh, okay. So that's immediately raising eyebrows, isn't it? it, You know what that is? That's a marketing ploy. It's Mm. like, I'm going to be as weird and controversial as possible. And then when everyone gets outraged, you go, no, it's actually an intergalactic symbol of peace. Yeah, no, uh, so I've, so hello everyone in marketing. I've just come down to check out what designs you've got <laughs> for uh, for this new religion I've got. Uh, yes, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on a design here. I'm thinking uh, a, a cross with the, the cross and, and, and another one here and red, white, black. So that just looks kind of like a swastika inside of a, like a Star of David. Yes, powerful, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're fired. <laughs> but I'm keeping the logo. <laughs> In December 2002, Bridget Borsellier, a Raelian bishop and scientist involved in a company called CloneAid, announced the Raelians had successfully cloned a human. Mm. They cloned a human? Yeah, apparently. And we now know this human as... Hitler. (laughs) Mecca Hitler. Hitler too. I I saw that a lot on the news recently. I've been trying to join the dots. Uh, Where has this (laughs) new Hitler come from? Uh, Yeah. Hey, didn't that guy die like six years ago? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. So their claim that they had cloned a human was questioned due to the fact that Raelians never produced their so-called Baby Eve or the 12 12 other purported clones they had made uh, for examination or for a press conference or even a photo. The claim was also denounced by Pope John Paul II, which, you know, you've really, you've really you've, done you've something with the Pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and some people claim that it was a publicity stunt designed to draw attention to the Raelians. Clever. In 2007, Rael was denied residence in Switzerland for fear of endangering public morals due to fears Raelian beliefs regarding complete sexual liberty could lead to sexual deviance with underage children. Um, it was also noted that human cloning is legally forbidden in Switzerland. Wow, really? Hmm. They seemed like a really progressive kind of people. Why yeah. don't they want a Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets a Hitler. <laughs> so we, we can clone humans now. What should we do? Clone Hitler. Right. No, that, no, that, no, no, that, no, no. Why no, is that, that the first no, thing you all want to do? thing we should do. What no, no, about Gandhi? It's or, the you know? first thing. Hitler. Always clone Hitler first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, on the matter of children and sex, Raelians have regularly denounced pedophilia, including attacking the Catholic Church in 2001 for harboring known sex offenders. So that's, that was, that's good. Kind of before it was cool. And many of the fears about Raelians and children seem to stem from the group's support for liberalized sex education for schools. Okay. So really, yeah, it's that whole... Uh, conservative argument that seems to come up sometimes. Yeah. 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 What? When someone think of the children? Yeah. When? Yeah. When is the right age? Yeah. And yeah. Mm. So are we are, how, are we on, on board with realism at, at, at this point? I mean, the, there's a lot more that I'm down with than I thought I really would be, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look. I have to say the same thing, but um, I don't know. Just like that ultimate power corrupts thing, like. <laughs> I just feel like there's probably a lot of bad shit going on that uh, is not spoken about. Um, I've, I've also th- changed the name of the podcast. This is now a podcast where I just we just test drive religions. Okay, so, so, <laughs> so this one's going very well. Um, Rail has won several defamation cases against publica- publications falsely claiming the Raelian movement was involved in the corruption of minors, racism, money laundering, drug trafficking prostitution arms well, dealing and the sale of porn- and the sale of pornographic videotapes well so okay this guy's just gunning for a hbo series <laughs> well no but he's he's won these cases that um newspapers and magazines have said that realism it was involved in all of these things and he's been able to show in court that they weren't so they're clean they're squeaky clean oh they weren't yeah yeah they he oh. won but I mean, we've he all, won defamation cases we've all seen that on tv right you know where there's uh the dodgy guy yeah, yeah, wins the defamation case. There's claims case. made and he's got so much money and such a good lawyer that it's like, well, explain that away. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, why would the media say something like that? I don't know. 
Maybe because, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Now, um, you asked before about why so many intelligent people would be involved in yeah. realism. There are accusations about how sex is used and portrayed in realism. Rael's first wife, Marie-Paul Christini, divorced Rael in the late 80s and claimed that back when he was good old Claude Vorillon, he led a double life. He was never home because, according to Christini, he was always off chasing women. After he became Rael, things only got worse, she said. He destroyed my life and our children's lives, Christini explained. They were so young and innocent, they should never have been exposed to the debauched and wicked things that went on in our home. <laughs> Druids do it better! <laughs> she said Rael brought home... She said Rael brought home hundreds of young women to have sex with during their marriage. Well, She witnessed nude gatherings in the living room and says she was treated as a servant while he brainwashed their preteen children into believing he was a divine messenger for an alien race. Oh, God. The, what a... What a time... To be alive. What? A, well, let's let's face it. If you're starting a cult, it's probably for this reason. Yeah, the, the yeah. sex stuff seems sex pretty stuff, common. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the weird part about this is, think about the kids in this. Okay. Quote: The kids believed him. They'd had it drummed into them since before they could talk. What he did with them was hateful. He destroyed their lives. No child should be expected to witness adult nudity and exist in an environment so close to people having orgies. Now, aside yeah. from that little bit, but also. He's brought up his kids with them believing that he is a messenger from aliens. Oh, God. And you just come home one day and tell you, start telling your kids, yeah, no, you know what daddy does for a living? I talk to, I talk to aliens. They come to me and I spread the word about them. Just a breeding ground for problems. <laughs> yeah. And like, imagine like all, uh, seeing all the people around him who you know would be just infatuated with him and mm-hmm. stuff like that, oh, that yeah. Yeah. thing yeah there are also accusations that Raelians use sex as a recruitment tool particularly to lure in trekkies and ufo enthusiasts <laughs> you gotta watch those trekkies yeah <laughs> mad rooters would you like mad sex rooters. with woman yes <laughs> join our religion okay <laughs> yeah okay yeah <laughs> Have sex with women, sex bots, whatever you want. Aliens, the whole bang. There is a prominent teaching in realism called sensual meditation, which some people liken to a bizarre sex ritual. I've done that. Yeah. Who hasn't? I've got my own version, but yeah. I'll just call it Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) And as with many groups that are labelled cults, there are concerns about the way members are cut cut off from their families. According to cult expert Rick Ross, quote, I think what's disturbing about the Raelians is the total submission members have to Claude Vorillon and the fact that families have been estranged and marriages have been broken as a result of his influence. Uh, suppressive person, shut up. <laughs> uh, a pair of filmmakers who infiltrated the Raelians also claimed one of the group's commandments is to give 1% of your annual income to help Rael deliver his message. 1% is actually not that bad. It's, it's like less than banks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that's just like hand around the, the dish at, after at church, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know. In fact, at some churches, you, pay, you have to pay what they call a tithe, which is you have to contribute a certain amount of your wage. There's, there's churches yeah, I know yeah, of yeah. in Warrnambool where people have to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's, um... Let's, mm. not, let's not name them. Um, no, let's. <laughs> But some are not so concerned about the Raelians. One article described them as, quote, the opposite of the Scientologists. They're goofy, laid back, a little bit cheesy, and anything but paranoid. They strip naked in public government buildings, rent zany billboards, and pose with inflatable UFOs. Yeah, but then there's all that other yucky stuff. Yeah, but the fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Is it that fun, though? Going naked into a government building? (laughs) Don't knock it till you try it. (laughs) And then there's Clitoraid. What? Now, Clitoraid... Clitoraid is sounds a... Sounds like a drink. Yeah. yeah but... <laughs> sounds like a real, really tasty drink. Clitoraid is a non-profit project started by the Raelian movement to combat female genital mutilation. Begun in 2005, it has seen Raelian sponsor clitoral reconstructive surgery for African women. They have also sought to build a hospital in Burkina Faso in West Africa, where women who receive surgery can also receive post-operative, instru- post-operative instruction in masturbation. Clitoraid has an Adopt-A-Clitoris sponsorship program. Adopt-A-Clitoris? Well, yep. that's, like it's a actually, fucking dolphin. This is actually kind of a wholesome, this is pretty good. nice thing. Yeah, yeah this is good. 
I I'm, feel, it's, it's I'm, back, uh, I'm back on board with the railings. Uh, fuck off. It, it, you know what this is? <laughs> this is like, look at the nice left hand over here doing all these cool stuff for everyone. Wow, this hand's bloody... Fucking yeah! Look at this hand. I can't believe I got hand fucked again. <laughs> but what's the worst thing they're doing out of all the stuff I've said so far? Well, okay, so let's list it off. Um, There's maybe some bullying. They're luring people with sex. Sex breaking orgies. up families. Yeah, but uh, okay, cutting off members. You know, that's ruining the, cult the lives yeah, of yeah. his children. What and, other? What and other cults? Yeah, okay. So that's the man. You know, but people. People aren't getting killed though. No, no, no. They're not. Uh, they're not fiddling with kitties. Yep. Uh, they're not starting wars. They're rebuilding clitorises, <laughs> and take and taking their clothes off in public. I mean, there there is so much. Like, I mean, just look at like the whole Catholic Church, the Crusades, and all that. Kind oh of yeah, shit. Like, like the the children Crusades, where they would get they built, sent a child army to go and fight for for the, the power of Christ. <laughs> That's well. yeah. There's some serious yeah, and you know. What's the, the clitoride? Come on. <laughs> uh, on a slightly related note, the Raelian movement is opposed to male circumcision. So all of this has stemmed from one man's UFO experience, which it turns out he possibly plagiarized. In recent years, many ex-Raelians have accused Rael of stealing his, his ideas, writings, teachings, and alleged experiences from the likes of French author and ancient astronaut theorist Jean, Jean Sendi, Ufologist and eighth Earl of Clancarty, William Francis Brinsley Lepore Tranche, and French sci-fi author Robert Charot. Rael's encounter with the Elohim is said to closely resemble the claims of the godfather of contactees, George Adamski, who we might do in another podcast at some mm. point. One website estimates that Rael's net worth at the moment is about half a million dollars. That's like pretty shit, but that's it's not, still, yeah. yeah, that's that's. Better. Pretty it's, good for not having to work a day in your yeah, life. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. certainly not on the level of the uh, the Bhagwan, the uh, the no um, no. The, uh, what's his Rolls name? Uh, Osho. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so can you believe it? Well, where do I start? Do um, it. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually really concerned. I I I, I don't think that this is. Uh, a positive thing. I I th I really do think it's like, look at all this nice stuff that I, that I'm doing, like clitoride and you know having very progressive views and stuff like that. But it's still a fucking religion centered around a guy who thinks he's the fucking messenger from aliens and a druid. <laughs> like that's dangerous, right? I'm well, not on board. If you're bringing messages of peace and, uh, you know, very, you know, forward thinking ideas. Look, the sex bots are very alluring. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. But, the public know. nudity also very alluring. Yeah. I, I look, I, I could, I could take it or leave it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. What, uh, well, uh, Brady, what's your uh, take on it? What, just to clarify, what am I believing? Because I think the whole UFO thing is bullshit. But well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, what do you believe his contact story? Like, no, no, that's well, he that's... doesn't have any evidence. Like, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing. But I mean, to, to for it to be mentioned that uh, he's been criticised for jacking bits of the story from three separate sources. That's yeah, you know, fuck off. But I will say. <laughs> What they seem to stand for isn't actually that bad in the realm of Re what cults like have done previously. Religion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, this isn't like the whole Heaven's Gate thing. It's no, not, it's um, not Waco. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not Jonestown. It's yeah. not like putting poison in the... In uh, the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's... Just, poison in the Clitorade. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely fucked up because of the alien stuff. But yeah. on the whole, they kind of have their hearts in the right place. Yeah. And uh, he may have done some... You know, you would nice make for a, who's perfect. Yeah, who, who, who is yeah. perfect? You will make for a fine convert, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Sex robot. <laughs> I am so keen. Yeah, we're so. Um, if you're listening, Rael, actually, you know, more than the robot, that funky helmet music yeah. shit. Yeah. Give me that. Now I want to. That's just like a VR machine. <laughs> no, right? yeah. What's really unclear about that helmet is it's, it uses your thoughts to play the music. So I don't know if that means you can just think and you choose the song or you create music with 
through your mental yeah. brainwaves. Yeah, see, I don't even need a helmet to do that. Like, I can just hear music in my head. Mm. But it's stuck there. <laughs> Forever. It's just umbop over and over and over and over and over. And over. <laughs> I, I want to give that a spin, though. That, that'd be sick. Yeah. Like, I reckon we could probably make that happen, or it already is happening yeah. somewhere. Maybe if we took enough drugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I tried to say no. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. That's the story of Rael and the time he met aliens and started a sex cult, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Um, there will be lots of links in here, including, I think I've got some source links here into, you can actually hear some of the songs he wrote. Um, and if you go to the Rael website, you can see, hear some of his new songs that he's written about Yahweh and the Elohim. Uh. And if, if you happen to be a Raelian or know a Raelian, um, comment in the comments section yeah. and, let, and let, let us know. Um, we, we'd love to, uh, to what, what are some of the titles you? of the newest stuff he's got like um piss one- girl take two yes. <laughs> <laughs> my peepee my peepee touch my peepee piss girl a robot peepee <laughs> and then there's like jay-z just like drops in does a rap part like. <laughs> um there's one song he's got that is is kind of like a like a song of praise kind of thing that's like yahweh 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 and yeah that, yeah we should, that's about we should the only one like I the Hare really... krishna like yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah there's some definite like songs strong of praise, i'm still i'm um, hanging out for that helmet funk track that yeah. fucking daft Bum, punk chicka, wow, chicka, kind of rip wow. <laughs> bow, down, bow, bow, bow. <laughs> yeah it's like space funk <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that. Uh, Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.